In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Hello, everybody. I think we lost Ron again. Cut it out. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, the hmm, Margaret Thatcher of East Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> the Blonde Bob Show in Carrigan. <laughs> hey, what? how are you? I am outstanding. <laughs> outstanding in your field, ha-ha, huh? uh, yeah. I was when I was in high school. Yeah. So what are you doing messing around with me? Where were Excuse you? Excuse me? Trying to see if I jump in there? I was, yeah, I was testing you. That was a test. Um, because, you know, your, your one-year uh, probation is up, and I just wanted to make sure that you were just loafing. <laughs> Listen, you know, I have your whole intro written down right here on the side of my computer. Do you really? Just in case I have to do it. That's so sick. <laughs> I can't remember it like you. My memory's uh, shot, so. Hey, if you were saying that damn thing for 12 years, you'd remember it, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I would, yeah. <laughs> So anyways, uh, oh. you, just, you missed a great show last week. Well, sort of, kind of. <laughs> sort of, kind of? Yeah, we were broadcasting live with uh, Poncho, the uh, ancient right. skull, which was really cool. What did Poncho but have to say? It was, well, it was freaky as hell, and, and there was, like, all kinds of weird stuff going on. The, the uh, what do you call it, the, the controls on, on the computer were going by themselves. There was, like, these Ooh. flashy objects behind us. There was weird stuff. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's that's good, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so you you were out uh doing your thou- thousand mile uh, trek, right? Yes I was. Yes yep. I was. I was riding all over the wilds of uh Bahaba and Acadia right. Maine. So you awesome. still Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. And and you know, uh, by the way, you know what Sunday is, don't you? Sunday. No, mm-hmm. what's Sunday? What is Father's it? Day. Oh, yeah, I know that. Well? I thought you meant there was some other paranormal significance on that day. Well, <laughs> it's only what, Father's Day. What if your daddy was a mummy? Uh, that would be weird. <laughs> well, really weird. according to this article that I have here in the Weekly World News, uh... Uh, 
it actually happened. Uh, that's right, folks. A Swiss female archaeologist alone in an ancient tomb with a 500-year-old Incan mummy was hit from behind and knocked out cold. When she came through, she found herself naked Ooh. with a decaying mummy on top of her. Ew! She is now pregnant and claims <laughs> the mummy is the daddy. Uh, to make matters worse, the obstetrician in Lima, Peru, agrees, saying that there is a 98.6 chance that the mummy is the daddy. Hmm. So there you go. That's gross. Life is stranger than fiction. Yes, it is, especially when it's somebody's not Mummy's daddy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have a great show tonight, but I do have a couple of things I do have to mention. Um, yes. Circles of Wisdom, they have a couple of neat things coming up. And here's what they have on Saturday, June 18th, that's this Saturday. They're hosting a meetup for intuitive teenagers, 12 to 17. Mm, How do you like neat. that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah, it keeps them off the street, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> from hustling uh, fortunes on the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be doing a meditation and practice reading of oracle cards. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and also uh, on Wednesday, next Wednesday, the 22nd, from 7 to 9, there will be a pendulum practice group. Huh, oh. I could have taught that. Oh, <laughs> I'm People sure. should bring a sketch of their home or office and a photograph of a friend or relative to be used for this exercise. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Hmm. I would uh, like to go to that. Yeah. I'm going to actually, actually, uh, Saturday I'll be, oh, that's next Wednesday. We'll, we'll be in uh, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, anyways. yeah. Oh, and also next Tuesday we, we will have my monthly paranormal study group in which we will be looking at psychomantium chambers and also uh we'll go over the results of our uh uh we, we remember that the uh young uh fellow they found uh, dead in uh, Maine well, we actually did some work on that case and we're going to go over our results and see how we did as and well as a couple other things so that's next Tuesday at the circles of the wisdom and you can sign up uh for any of these classes there and that's at uh, circlesofwisdom.com or you can call me at uh 9784748010 that's nine seven eight four seven four eighty ten. So there you go. Or you can go to my website. Huh. There you go. Okay. So anyway. Oh, one more cool thing. Jeez, I got so much stuff. Oh, you're just overflowing with information. Saturday, Saturday we're having our um our special ghost night ghost tours of the uh Fort Constellation in the Portsmouth Lighthouse. Nice. This is on an active Coast Guard base, so you, you don't get the opportunity to go on the base that night. Uh, very often, and we will be doing a couple of these. But this is—it's uh, twenty bucks. That's all it is, and uh, you bring camera or whatever, and uh, it's going to be led by me and Jeremy uh, John Tremont, and uh, you will be on the 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 base at night. So it's kind of cool. That is cool. Very cool. That's speaking about cool, we yeah. have some cool guests. Yes, and they're waiting. I'm sure they are. Trust me I on. would like to introduce. Uh, Mr. Patrick Burns and Molly Gibson. Hey guys. Hey there. Hello there. Hi there. 
first words out of my mouth, I want to say congratulations because I heard that you two are actually tying the knot. We are indeed. Wow. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. And and for those who don't know Patrick, and I I don't think anybody doesn't, but he was uh, the the guy on, uh, yeah, that's a good introduction, the guy on on the other And uh, Molly Gibson, I've known for a long time, has written several books on uh, uh, the paranormal, including the series called The Hunters, Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters. Yes, 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 yes. And they live perhaps the most idyllic life that you could possibly live as a paranormal person. They go around the country in their uh, man cave with wheels and uh, stop at all these paranormal places and do investigations and, and conferences and everything. And they have their two little kitties with them, too. It's, it's idyllic. Yeah. It's a, it's a great lifestyle. I think, dream. I think dream. it is. I think it is. It's I, I really cool. do. I, I as, think it's awesome, actually. As, as an RVer, we ours doesn't move anymore. But um, I mean, I would, I would love to be able to to do that. And just go, just go. Just right? go where? Yeah, it's, it's 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 a it's a fun lifestyle right now. Anywhere. With the price of gas, the way it is, it's uh, it's definitely got its its uh, its, its cons. Uh, that we uh, were running up against with the price of fuel, but uh, right. you know it's uh, it's it's kind of neat to you know plop down and we don't drive it every day. Obviously, we're uh, you know we we'll we'll we'll, we'll sit still in one location for an extended period of time now, um, and you know write and do work and, and research in a particular location. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of neat to be able to uh, just pick up and and move. You know when you get to Tired of one location, you move on to the next. No matter where you go, your your bedroom goes with you. Right. Yeah. And the and toilet, which is more important. I was just going to say that, Ron. <laughs> That's the most important thing. You bring your own bathroom. You don't have one of those on your, on your bicycle, do you, uh, dear, uh, the blind bombshell? Uh, nope. Mrs. Thatcher. Nope. The motorcycle, you, you do have to pull over here and there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, so, it's kind of uncomfortable to sleep on one of those two. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I've, not yeah. that I haven't tried hanging off the back, but um, I don't yeah, doubt that it's a little nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've 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 slept in our tiny car plenty, so uh, we yeah. moving moving up to an RV was like moving into a mansion for us. <laughs> right, oh. it really was. So, so where I, where where are you traveling right now? They're not. <laughs> no, well, they must be somewhere. Where They're with they? us. They can't be traveling. Oh, my God. Well, we've got a conference in uh, Auburn, New York, that we're doing this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's being put on by our good friend Lorna Reynolds. And uh, we're really looking forward to that. We've never been to the area. So we've got a conference coming up this weekend. Oh, cool. And uh, we've also got my, my children with them, uh, with us. Rather on our on our uh, on their summer vacation, oh, cool. and they're traveling with us as well. So um, they do need to be getting back. Uh, uh, my oldest has uh, summer camp uh, with his scout troop uh, at the beginning of the uh, end of July, end of June rather. End of June. So yeah. we'll be taking them back, taking them back down to uh, the south. So you know, we're kind of uh, 
you know in, I was, uh, in the Northeast. Do you know I was thrown out of the Boy Scouts? <laughs> What's that? Do you know I was thrown out of the Boy Scouts? You were, you were thrown, thrown out of the Boy Scouts? I, 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 yeah. It doesn't surprise I, me I, at all. I it doesn't surprise that. me either. <laughs> and the Sea Scouts. And the Sea Scouts as well. I mean, just, just, a, just, a, just a point of view. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's not that easy being a Boy Scout, so I, I'm, I'm giving him a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's doing we just, good. Both of them are, yeah. actually, in Scouts. My youngest is in Cub Scouts. My oldest uh, graduated in, into Boy Scouts a year ago, and mm-hmm. they both love it. No, it's, uh, so far, they haven't been troublemakers within, the, uh, within the, the, their, their troops. But uh, I guess there's always time for that. So they don't take after you, uh, Patrick. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> ah, no, they don't. Not oh, yet. please. <laughs> Hello, apple, meet the tree, you know? No, this is true. Uh-huh. We just finished up doing a uh, Toy Taylor's conference out in Jacksonville, Illinois. So oh, cool. we've had a couple of conferences going on. I mean, that's what's awesome. And and, I, and you, you did these little bits along the way. You're traveling. I mean, I saw the one which was on uh, James Dean's uh, crash site, which was kind of cool. Uh, Patrick yelling at the uh, trucks going by and stuff. That was, it was, just... yeah. <laughs> oh, it, was it was annoying. It was annoying as heck because uh, we got out there about 3 a.m. Yeah, how, how dare they go in the road, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, how dare they? <laughs> But we got out there. We got out there. There was no traffic going by. I mean, the trucks were averaging like maybe once every every two or three minutes. So it was it was pretty quiet. And then all of a sudden we start doing EVP, and of course they just start rolling by one oh. another. They, I guess those truckers must you know they must wake up at three a.m. They must all like <laughs> kind of depart and pack. And uh, so yeah, that that kind of kind of shot our our EVP sessions in the foot. Mm-hmm. Although we got some really really interesting <laughs> stuff while we were out there. We got amazing and, uh, EVP when we were there. Really? Yeah, we did. It was and really crazy. A lot of it didn't. Yeah, a lot of it didn't make it into the episode. It made it into the raw footage. I mean, we mm-hmm. got EVP like, um, "Do you have a message for your fans?" And it said, "Yeah, I'm dead." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! I like that. And what was what was really cool was uh, he's he's actually buried in uh, Fairmont, Indiana, which is a little little farming community. Um, about two hours or so northeast of uh, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, he was he was actually raised by his aunt and uncle. His uh, his mom died when he was very young, and uh, I don't think he had a very good relationship with his father. So he went to live with his aunt and uncle on their farm in Fairmont. Bless you. Well, hello. Yeah, I'm still here. God bless. That was, what was that? God bless you. That was one of my was, little sneezes that they have. It was paranormal. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to blame that. I'm blame that on the poor ghost. Trust me. <laughs> I, I think think we've got an attachment there, Ron. You, you uh, got to talk to a demonologist about that. <laughs> do you actually? Do you, um, do you know why you're supposed to cover your mouth? And and that's the the true thing is is not to prevent germs, but to keep your soul in because you're afraid of soul from escaping. Yeah, escaping. Yep, that's yep, right. So. Absolutely. Yep. I've never heard um, that. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's that's it. That's what they believe, so were, and that's why they said, "God bless you." Yep. Aww. Well, you were telling you were yep. telling them about our uh, our trip to Fairmont. 
Yeah. 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 So we Fairmont is where uh, is where James is, is Jimmy, as everybody knew him, is buried, and uh, he, he grew up there in in Fairmont, um, which is a very small, charming little town, and they they absolutely celebrate their their best known uh, resident from from Fairmont and. You know his his name, his likeness is obviously everywhere you look. Everywhere, and, uh, everywhere. We, we we went to his grave site, which is a very very humble um, marker. You know, just no different than any of the other graves in the cemetery. It was really kind of difficult to find. We had to look for it a bit, huh? and uh, but we did. We we found it. And we sat there for maybe an hour or so. And interestingly enough, um, you know, we we thought that. There were other people that came into the cemetery, and we thought that uh, they were just, you know, just tourists like us. Mm-hmm. We kind of put our EVP sessions on pause. It turns out, actually, some of the people coming in were, were locals, and they would come up to us. And uh, one uh, elderly woman who was, uh, I think she had just turned 80, or she was turning 80 the next day, she said. Today, yeah, uh, yesterday was, was her age. birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Citizen. <laughs> Her name is yes. Betty. Her name is Betty Irwin, and uh-huh. she went to school with him. And she said that they uh-huh. used to grade each other's math papers. Oh, oh my God, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really neat. It was really funny too because we're sitting there, and uh, she's telling us all about Jimmy. She said, you know, he wasn't acting. You know what you what you saw him on the screen. That was what he was really like in real in real life, and. Uh, Oh, good Lord, that is the loudest boat I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I can't hear it. Sorry about that. (laughs) Okay. I don't know how you couldn't. Wow. Um, I heard it. (laughs) But uh, she she said that uh, he was, uh, you know, he wasn't acting. That was just, that was how Jimmy was. And uh, it was really neat. Just as she was getting ready to leave, she said he was, I'll tell you this about him, he was an ornery character. (laughs) And... uh, just as he said, as she said that, all of a sudden, this little dust devil, God is my witness, Marley was there too, this little dust devil kicks up around his grave and starts throwing dust and uh, debris in our eyes. As, oh, my God. As, exactly as she said that. Now, the there was a very gentle breeze. There was very gentle breeze that was blowing throughout the cemetery the whole, whole time we were there, but nothing on the order nothing. of that strength. That, that that was able to kick up dust in the air, and we actually got this on video. Marley was really thankfully. Yeah, it was really cool. And that's the only time it did that. Wow! Yeah, and you can actually see some debris flying around in the frame of video, just as she says that the the air kicks up. So, uh, yeah, but, apparently James was an ornery character. He uh, <laughs> was demonstrating that for us while we were there. Uh, now that, that you mention that, Patrick, there's something I'd like to bring up, in fact, um, because you were, in, in, especially in haunting evidence, you were the, the kind of the scientific guy, right? Right. Right. So, I mean, you deal, I mean, you do paranormal all, all the time now. And, mm. like, for instance, that thing there, uh, was it paranormal? We really don't know, right? I mean, it's well, so, of course, of course. Right. I mean, so if it was coincidental, it was a heck of a coincidence for right. the timing. But it does happen. Sure. But I mean, Absolutely. but you still you look at that. I mean, this is the way I look at it. Something like that happens to me, and I say, you know, that's cool. I mean, it, that's what I look at it. That's cool. You know, it could be paranormal, but I, I would never it say like you know, could. 
Yeah, I would never say, you know, that it was definitely paranormal. It was absolutely, it was absolutely, it was, it was, it was great. It was, uh, it was, you know, that the timing of it yep. um, could have absolutely been a coincidence. But the fact is, it was cool. Like you said, it was cool. Yeah. Who knows whether or it not makes it's paranormal? A great no one will ever know. Exactly. But it, makes, yeah. it, it, sure, it, it sure makes for good TV. You know, <laughs> something like that happens just by chance. It's, it makes there's a great that story. What if, you know, what if Jimmy? What if Jimmy was really there and uh, yeah. and Who's demonstrating what what right. Betty was saying? Um, right. You know, if, if not, it, w- it was certainly entertaining and it was very funny at the time it happened. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I think it's cool because. We can't say that it was definitely paranormal, yet we can't say right. it wasn't paranormal either. Exactly. So to me, so that the paranormal is, a, is, is a, it's a huge enigma, and it will it always is. be an enigma, because there will always be those that, that poo-poo it, and there will always be those that believe in it. So, right. you know, I, I don't think we're ever going to really get to that point where we can definitively say if, if stuff is paranormal or not. You know, you, it's always going to be... Uh, a matter of opinion and a matter of, of, of faith and what you want to take on faith. And, uh, you know, th- there will be some people that will look at that and say, yeah, big deal. And there will be others that look at it and say, oh, my God, no, exactly. that was Jimmy. I, I sensed him coming through on your video. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> right. So, well, so look, know, let me throw is, back at it saying, do you oh. think that par- – I'm sorry, Molly. I, I, I no, no, that's okay. Uh, do you uh, think that the paranormal is a personal experience – more than a, uh, you know, when something like that happens, it's more of a personal experience than, than a proof Objective. thing. I mean, yeah. Provable. So do you feel that way? Or, I, I mean, I, I, is that, it, that when you, something like, I mean, for instance, well, you have gone, just, let me finish and then I'll be gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I will. I, it's hard for you, but I will. Um, you, you've been right. to like, the most haunted places in, in the United States, and I know you have gone to all of them, and, and yet you've gone to, to like ghost hunts and everything with tons of people, and yet some people experience it and some people don't experience. So I right. mean, are we seeing that, that that this paranormal is really what it really really is is a personal experience meant for that particular person who experiences it? It could ver- quite possibly, Ron. Uh, a, a good a good example that I would cite there really quickly was a story that I had heard about uh, a woman. Uh, her husband had passed away, and they were um, very very avid gardeners while, during during their lifetimes. They they used to uh, grow their own vegetables, and they had a a tree. And I'm not even sure that the species of the tree mm-hmm. that uh, they had planted on their property. And uh, they had she said that they had had that tree for over 10 years, and they had tried to get it to bloom, and they had tried to get it to bloom. And they, they you know, they, they fertilized, they did everything they were supposed to, and this, this tree just would not bloom for them. Her husband ended up, ended up passing away, and he didn't believe in anything, anything, any kind of an afterlife or anything like that. And uh, she said it was a couple of weeks after he had passed away, she walked outside into the yard, and lo and behold, the tree was completely in bloom. Now, the cynic would look at that and say, big deal. Okay, so the the tree finally bloomed. She took it as a direct sign from her husband saying, I was wrong. There is something else. And and that that to her was her sign that she took. And you know what? Whether or not it was, 
It doesn't matter. It's a beautiful story. It doesn't story. matter. If she, found, if she found comfort uh-huh. in that and she believes that that was her husband who came through, who is anybody else to deny that to her? You know, exactly. if that brings her comfort to know that, then what, where's the harm in that? It's a, it's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Molly, you feel that same way too, right, then? Yeah, I totally agree. And I also, you know, this is, this is sort of the whole point for our haunted highways and, and, and what we're doing with uh, going out and finding haunted locations and working with different teams and different individuals and stuff is that the paranormal means something different to everybody. And each group and each person and each location has something different to offer and they have something different that they're looking for. And one of the coolest things that we found in our travels and doing uh, all this filming that we've been doing for haunting, uh, for haunted highways is that <clears throat> the historical aspect that we, that Patrick and I personally get out of it as history buffs, mm-hmm. it's really cool to, to learn the history of buildings and the, the folk tales and the, the stories and mysteries behind it. And then to actually get evidence when you are investigating that backs up that history. That to me is the coolest thing about the quote-unquote paranormal that I have found. And, you know, that's something that, that we've really, that we're really striving to find, especially with the project we're doing now. So, yeah. I, um, Haunted Highways is really, um, it's a culmination of a lot of things for me. Um, this is really the show that I always wanted Ghost Hunters to be. Um, you know, with, with, with due respect to TAPS and, and the, the people that are on the program, mm-hmm. I think I always thought that the show would have been a hundred times more interesting if it showcased and profiled a different team each week. You know, why, why you know, it, in terms of just showcasing the same team, you know, it, I, I think it gets kind of old after a while. We've seen how they investigate. We've seen what they do. We've seen what kind of evidence that they get. We, we know their um, personalities. You know, I, <laughs> exactly. We know their personalities, whereas if Ghost Hunters had been, you know, one week we've got this completely geeked out, scientifically based paranormal group. And then the next week we go and we're working with uh, a bunch of psychics. We're seeing a team showcase that's, that's reading tea leaves, you know, or right. working right. on the Ouija board. You're going to have to hold that thought uh, because we have to take a break back now, believe it or not. Sure. Uh-oh. So you are, we'll, we'll talk, because uh, th- you bring up a very good point. You are, we are listening, I think, to uh, <laughs> um, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ann and Ron and our very special guests, Patrick Byrne and Molly Gibson, soon to be Molly Gibson, Patrick Burns, Burns, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we'll be right back after the following messages on Pararex. Ghost Channel, uh, Tojinet, and beyond. You guys are doing good. Thanks. Welcome to Tojinet, radio with a cutting edge. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official Classic Hits Countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. 
We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Druggynet.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with our very special guests this evening, Patrick Burns and Marley Gibson. If anybody actually wants to ask any questions to either our guests or or Ann, Mrs. Thatcher, or myself, um, (laughs) they can call us at 877-864-4869, or you can join us live in the TogiNet chat room and ask there. Where where else can they go there, Ann? Or you can log on to Facebook and go to Ghost Chronicles-Next Generation and like us. And you know everybody likes us. You can pretend you like us. You can pretend to like us. But you can put your uh, questions there if you're chat room shy. And I am manning the page as we speak. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's our new new page there on whatever that place is. Facebook. Yeah, okay. So we're talking with... Yeah, we're talking with Molly Gibson and, and um, Patrick Burns. And, and before I forget, guys, and I usually do, is any pertinent information you'd like to bring out now is a good time, for instance, your websites and so forth. Oh, sure. Um, sure. I can be found at, oh, we're talking over each other, sorry. Um, I can be found at MarleyGibson.com, M-A-R-L-E-Y-G-I-B-S-O-N.com. And you can find me at Facebook at Marley.H.Gibson. And... Twitter at Marley Gibson, and then you can find us on uh, Haunted Highways. Um, Patrick knows those URLs better than I do. Yeah, Haunted Highway at Haunted Highways on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, Haunted dot Highways dot FB on Facebook, and you know it, it's easier just for everybody to find us. Uh, just go to Haunted Highways dot com. All of the links should be active on the show or on the page there. Um, because all the URLs are slightly different. Uh, as far as my personal homepage, that's uh, available at patrick-burns.com. Right. And for those who don't know Patrick, Pat- Patrick is actually an awesome photographer. And I mean, do yes, mean awesome. I think. Thank you very much. Yeah, my, my online gallery, I, I shoot everything exclusively in infrared. And uh, my gallery is patrick-burns.net. Okay. okay. Right. Wow. And you... Uh... You uh, Red Sox fans need to see the amazing picture he did of Fenway Park. Really? Oh. 
Was there any ghost? Green monster. Any ghost in it? (laughs) No, but but we got the green monster. Cool. We got the monster. (laughs) The monster. Are you making making fun of us, Patrick? I wouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making fun of you. I would not do that. I make fun of my Chicago accent, too, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Oh, Chicago, you're going to go on the roof? And you're going to go in the front room? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, have, we have Chicago around. <laughs> <laughs> go Bruins. There you go. So, so this weekend you guys are up going up to Auburn, New York, and uh, is there still tickets available for people to go up there and, and uh, to the – I believe Auburn? so, yeah. It's the uh, Paranormal yeah, Expo. Paranormal ahead, Expo? Yeah, it's actually – um, it's, it's on uh, – if you – Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking over each other. That's okay. If you go to my, if you go to my website and go to author appearances, there is a yep. link to the the conference there, and I believe they do still have tickets available. And um, we're, I think I know Patrick's speaking. I don't know if I am, but we will have books for sale and merchandise. And cool. I believe we're going to be investigating the Harriet Tubman house. The who? Oh, oh yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Harriet Tubman from uh, the Underground Railroad. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, slavery. Hello. Huh? Yes. <laughs> not in the Underground Railroad. Not as in. Not as in like the New York subway. Oh. Okay. <laughs> the other kind of Underground Railroad. <laughs> but uh, Patrick, you were talking about our haunted highways and and before the the break, yeah, I didn't know yeah, you wanted to the, finish um, that thought. It's a little mm. bit different, you know. It it having having done the uh, the, the pr- produced polished TV show. Um, thing, you know, with haunting evidence. Right. Um, I really, you know, I've, I've, I've always wanted, I, I, I had a, a somewhat subdued role in that program because it wasn't really so much about ghost hunting. It was more about using psychics to try and, uh, solve, uh, in unsolved crimes, cold cases. So it was, the, the program was from the, from the get-go, it was always more about uh, psychic abilities and uh, true crime than it was about ghosts and hauntings, that sort of thing. Right. So, um, you know, I always, I, I, I guess with Haunted Highways, what I'm doing is I'm really having the, the freedom and the ability to create the paranormal show that I always wanted to see. And, uh, you know, uh, Marley and I will host the program together. We'll co-host it. And uh, you saw us at James Dean's grave. Um, mm-hmm. We did very much uh, just a, a drive-by uh, investigation of that right. location. Uh, there was no big production involved with it. There was no, um, you know, uh, big crew. It was the two of us uh, in, in the RV that we pulled up on the side of the road. So we did the, literally did this drive-by investigation. Uh, we've also filmed a number of episodes in different areas, working with other teams. Um, so, you know, but each episode is going to be, is going to have kind of a different flavor and a different feel to it. And uh, and that's that's one of the things that I think you miss on broadcast TV is they, they, they slip into a rut. Uh, certainly with haunting evidence, uh, there was very much a, a, a um, uh, a pattern or a, a template that they used for the I think all uh, shows are like that, though. The, yeah, yeah. Like that they get much. to that. Yeah. But that, that's the beauty of, of, of being on the web is you're freed from those kind of constraints. You don't have to worry about, um, you know, uh, 
bringing in advertising revenue. Um, you know, ultimately, that's what I'd love to do. I'd love to be uh, uh, accepted into Google, uh, uh, YouTube's partner program where they, they run a short commercial before your video plays and uh, they split the advertising revenue with you. Um, that's what I'd love to see, love to see happen. Uh, but that takes a while to, to get <laughs> Yeah, we've got to get more content up. anybody into it. Got to get the content. We've got to get the numbers up. We've got to have, you know, yeah. you, you've got to have hundreds of thousands of viewers on your webisodes before uh, before they even take you seriously. So that's what we're working at. Um, but, you know, just, just doing your own thing um, brings a lot of freedom to what we're doing out there. We have the ability to, like I said, make the program I always wanted to see where, you know, it's not necessarily, it's not Patrick and Marley show every week. We might go someplace and completely sit in, you know, sit off camera and work from behind the camera and film another team as they're at work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we'll be working alongside with these teams. Um, but it's, you know, each episode is going to be different. We're, we're going to be able to break that mold and not be constrained to doing, um, you know, the, the same show every every uh, every right. episode. Um, and, and we're we, also we doing. The, no, no, I'm sorry. We're also doing different segments too. In addition to the ghost hunting, you know, we're yeah. also going to have segments of you know some some funny stuff that we've encountered in our travels. Some of the off the beaten path type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, since I'm such a foodie, we're going to work in a, a food angle as well. <laughs> a food. Um, I think Why not? You gotta eat. You gotta yeah. eat. You know. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> So, Sweetie, I stepped yeah. on you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's okay. You you kind of uh, elaborated on what I was getting at is that uh, we'll we'll have different segments for the program, and uh, you know, there's there's not going to be a, a, a set pattern that we need to adhere to. So, um, yeah, and I, I really think that this is a this is a growing trend. This is the wave of the future. What we view as quote unquote television or uh, webcasts. Uh, the, the line is blurring more and more every day, and uh, certainly new TV receivers that are coming out now have Internet connections uh, available where you can plug your computer up. In fact, some, some of the newer TVs even allow you to get on the web and watch YouTube right from the TV. You don't That's even right. have to have a computer connection. Um, eventually, so, TVs, TVs will go away totally, and it'll be just computer. I, I think right. you're, absolutely, yeah, you're correct. Agree. You're absolutely yeah. correct. What, uh, cable TV, as we know it, everything will be streamed. And uh, you know, I, I think it's it's already started to happen. It's been happening for the past couple of years, and right. you know, within within uh, within another ten years or so, I, I mean, ba- maybe basically, not even that long. Basically, it'll be just uh, you know your iPhone or whatever your phone, your Android, and you'll just take totally. it. You'll you'll dock it into a a giant screen, yeah. or you'll dock it into something else, and and that'll sure. be everything for everything. Yeah. Right. Cable, then, cable television will become irrelevant, and uh, everything is going to be streaming either on demand or or, or streamed live. Yeah. But uh, instead mm-hmm. of having a hundred channels, you might have a hundred thousand channels. Right. If you want to start your own TV TV network, you'll be able to do and it. And you know what? You still won't be able to find anything to watch. Right. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Yeah. You know, it's true. It's true, and it's like I'm per- I personally do not watch a lot of TV. And because yeah, I'm just really, really busy, and I think that the, for people to have that luxury of being able to watch what you want when you want, yeah, I mean, it's just you know, look at TiVo and DVRing, and oh, you know, it's completely changed the the, the playing field. Yep. Now. Yep. It and, is. So and, if I want to watch it, all paranormal TV all the time. You know, at two o'clock in the morning. Sure, why not? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. There's yeah. no excuse not to be able to want to not to be able to watch what you want when you want. You should never, unless we're talking about live news or something as it's happening, there should be no reason that I shouldn't be able to go to a web page, click on a link, and watch something on, on my timetable. I shouldn't, have to, I shouldn't have to adjust my life around a television network's right, schedule. Yeah. It should be the other way around. The, the, the television network should put it out there, and everything should be on demand, unless, of course, you know, it's a live event as it's happening. Right. Um, but uh, certainly it's starting to move in that direction. Yeah. Now, how do you determine, how do you guys determine where you're going to go next? How, you know, how do you come up with your game plan? We have this gigantic dartboard. Well, we try to plan it as much as we can. Um, Obviously, we plan it around the events that are paying us to speak and do investigations and stuff. So that's one thing. And then um, the other thing is we belong to a camping organization where we can get wicked cheap camping. And so if we are near those particular areas, we try to pull into those places to avoid really expensive camping. So um, a lot of it we kind of play by ear. And uh, as Patrick said, you know, now with the gas prices up at four dollars a gallon, mm. we're not, you know, crossing the country as much as we were. But um, <laughs> right, yeah, it, we, it, we're just you know. the the James Dean um, episode really came about purely by chance, and it, it has kind of a neat backstory. Um, we were in California; we were uh, out there wintering. Uh, this past winter, and I think that sounds was, so uh, snotty. Right after... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it was like right after Christmas. Um, I got a mysterious email on Haunted Highways uh, website, or actually, it wasn't even an email. It was a posting on our on our uh, blog, and uh, somebody said, uh, "Have you ever been to the James Dean crash site where he died?" It's rumored that you can you know, at night. Uh, people and it's foggy out. People have seen uh, a shadowy figure that resembles James Dean hitchhiking along the road, or you can hear the cars crashing. And I was like, "Well, that's really cool." And I, I like many people, believed that the song "Dead Man's Curve" by Jan and Dean, the old '50s tune, was written about James Dean and written about uh, his tragic car crash. Turns out, it's not true. Uh, not uh-uh. only did did, did Dean not die in Los Angeles? Uh, it's about two hours north of L.A., and it's not on a curve either. It's a straightaway. Um, very, very, anybody that's seen the video knows how desolate, and there's just nothing in that area. Uh, but they, I started doing a little bit of research. I'm like, yeah, that would actually make a cool episode, and to the best of my knowledge, nobody's ever done it before. And uh, I start doing a little research on Google, and I learned that he crashed in a uh, near a little town uh, north of L.A. called Shalam. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. We, we may have to check that out while we're out here. Okay? I, I completely forget about this. New Year's <laughs> Eve comes and goes, and we do, we do a miniature uh, paranormal event called Ghost Stock in uh, uh, um, Sierra Sky Ranch in uh, Fresno. Thank you. In Fresno, Fresno, California, and on our way back down to Southern California, which is uh, it's about four or five hours drive, um, we end up getting off of their interstate that goes through the mountains, which they call the Grapevine, because it was snowing 
and it was New Year's Day or the day after New Year's, and everybody's heading back home, and, and they were already closing this? down roads. And, and here's <laughs> the great part, and you guys will laugh, being the New Englanders that we all are. There, yeah. there was no snow on the road. It was just falling, and everybody was panicking and diving <laughs> off into these little side roads. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Just drive through the snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but one of our passengers in the vehicle was uber freaked out about this, so we're like, okay, well, since they're closing the roads down anyway, let's just uh, let's grab the old smartphone here and pull up the GPS, Google Maps, and let's find ourselves an alternate route. So we get off of the interstate, and we start taking two-lane highways, crisscrossing uh, back west towards the coast where it's raining and it's not snowing. And we figured we'd get over the coast, and then we'd get on one of the coastal highways and cut south. And we end up crisscrossing our way back and forth, back and forth. And we get, we finally, the, ca- the traffic catches up with us. There's this area where these two highways merge together, and it, it's, the tra- traffic is moving along at about uh, two miles an hour. It's just creeping along. And as I'm looking around, I'm like, I, before I could even formulate the words on my lips, Marley goes, look. And I look up, and there's this great big green sign that says, that says James Dean Memorial Junction. <laughs> and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Wow. It, it was meant to be. Marley about this. That's really It was totally meant to be. And then... Literally, we, we crawl right past. There's the crash site off to the right. We can see it there. Uh-huh. And we probably would have stopped and gotten out and taken photos, except it, it, it had been raining and it was just, we'd have been knee-deep in mud. But uh-huh. I'm like, this is a sign. We are totally coming back here. Thank and uh, we did. We returned about about, three, about two or three weeks later, but it was just kismet. It was just, it was meant to be. And, uh, you know, it was just really, really freaky just how surreal it was how of all the places, all the routes we could have possibly taken by, they intervened that day and said, we're going right past the crash site. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, You know what's weird? I, we keep hearing a lot of voices. Anybody else hear that? Like that one? Uh, uh, that's paranormal. That's oh. called uh, Patrick's children. <laughs> oh, is it really? I know we yeah. have to intervene right now. That's good. That's good. As long as we know, we know it's not paranormal. It's getting too <laughs> weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's called kids in the pool. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's cool. I no thought it problem. was. A- I thought it was a banshee oh, trying to get in the mail. camper. <laughs> but yeah, funny. Hey, it's They're a family a show, bit. you know. Yeah, you, you, it's funny you mentioned uh, that uh, the grave and so forth is because uh, when when I was back on W, Maureen and I were on WCCM and uh, Lawrence when we first started, uh, there were these two g- gentlemen who were actually. Uh, rode their bikes cross country for uh, a charity. I forget which one it was. It might have been MS or another one. And every week on the show, they would call in. And, and one of the times they called in, they called in from uh, James Dean's grave site. <laughs> oh, really? really? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that, isn't that weird? That is crazy. Oh, they were yeah, crazy his, to pedal uh, across the country, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> right. Yeah, so we, we sort of did a little James Dean tour. We not only saw the place where he passed away, but the, the, the area where he grew up. We saw his his uh, family's farm and, uh, you know, got to, got to visit his grave. So, um, you know, j- just because I got that chance email on the website. And, yeah, uh, and that was, that's and really that's cool. cool. I'd love to know who sent that to you because wasn't it a 
an email that, that had no response address or something? Or yeah, it's, 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 no, it it's, the, the email address anonymous. was James. I think it was it was it was like jamesdeanlives.ca, which would be a, a, a Canadian top level domain name. Yeah. And yeah. I tried to email them back, and I tried to say thank you so much. It, it's it's great, and it it was not a uh, not a, a genuine email address. <laughs> so uh, ooh, mysterious. Something you know, and uh, someone wanted us to, to to check all that stuff out. And I mean, we have so much stuff in the can um, from our from our um, filming dating back to like yeah. Patrick January of ten. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we felt yeah, at least a year and a half worth of, of, of stuff. That we we had to do James Dean first. That it just there was yeah. a reason why we needed to premiere with James Dean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. And it uh, you know it, it wasn't the first episode we filmed. It, it, it wasn't the last one either. It was just uh, it just seemed like it it, it was the, the right thing to do to create some notoriety and um, oh. you know it, at one point. I've been kind of flip-flopping back and forth on this. Originally, I wanted to put a brand new episode out out each week, but I, I just I, I don't think I can keep up uh, and put out something high quality every week because the editing workflow is so time-consuming. Oh yes, for, for Dan every knows minute, that, don't you? Every... Dan? Dan, hello. Yeah, you know about the editing, right? I I certainly do. Yeah. I know all about every, the editing. <laughs> yeah, for every minute of video that you see there, you're probably looking at anywhere from one to three hours of of editing that goes into it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's extremely time-consuming. And yeah. if I were to put an episode out every week, I would be doing nothing else, literally. I, I It would it would be right. uh, yeah, an eight-to-five eight, eight to five job every day where I would spend nothing, doing nothing but pr- post-production work. And, yeah. And then you'd Obviously, hate it. <laughs> I'd hate it, and uh, it's just not practical with our traveling lifestyle right now. You know, there, there yeah. are days where we're driving, where we're going to another location, and there are days where I need some downtime. You know, I need to need to spend time with my sweetie, and I need to spend time with my boys, and uh, I can't, you know, I can't be uh, I can't be a, a, a slave to the um, to the editing desk the, the whole time. So, you know. Actually, I think I can, you know, muster one of these up probably every month. And that gives us time to promote it properly and talk about it and kind of build up some excitement about the episode uh, each, yeah. each month. And it'll be a higher quality uh, uh, product, too. Um, kind of what I'm, I'm modeling this after is um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of the, the, uh, the duo from the 1980s and 70s. Uh, you are? Notes. You are? As, as is Marley. <laughs> As is Marley. Uh, Daryl Hall, about two years ago, started doing something really neat. It's called Live from Daryl's House. And uh, he basically invites uh, other musicians to come over to his place and set up and, and jam in his house. And uh, it looks, the, the, the production quality on it is very high quality. It looks like a TV show. In fact, it's, I think it's going into syndication this fall. But he works with various musicians, and they sing his songs, and he sings their songs, and it's just, it's really, really interesting. You also get to see these musicians just hanging out. You you almost feel like a fly on the wall, you know, 
watching them chit-chat with one another. And then there's another segment in the middle where they cook. You know, Daryl invites a a chef over, and they they cook an exquisite meal in his his kitchen. And it's a little bit of everything. So I'm kind of using it as a kind of a template or or a model going forward uh, for what we're doing. He seems to be attracting a lot of attention, putting one of these things out every month. I, I thought for a while I needed to be consistent and have something out there every week, but um, I, I think uh, quality over quantity is, is probably the, the name of the game for us at this point. Yeah. I, I, I agree totally. It, yeah. You know, it, it's... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, it, it, I mean... Well, I'll interject. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody go. <laughs> I, I would, you know, and, and I noticed, uh, when are you guys coming back up to New England? We were just there, actually. Um, we did an event with the New England Romance Writers, and we did um, uh, kind of a walk-through tour of, uh, of Salem and had some fun introducing people to ghost hunting. And cool. then um, we actually, um, I'm not sure when we'll be at, we do need to come back, but uh, we will let you know when we come back up. I did want to say that if anybody wants to see Patrick on, on uh, a new TV oh, show... Yeah. Um, Friday night, this Friday, June 17th at 9 o'clock on the Travel Channel, mm-hmm. Patrick will be on the premiere episode of Zach Baggins' new TV show, Paranormal Challenge. Oh. oh. You cool. got to arm wrestle with him? Yeah, this is, this is, this is kind of cool because this is, this is sort of going in the vein of what I was talking about earlier, an interesting show showcasing different teams. Um, the best way to describe Paranormal Challenge is uh, Iron Chef meets Ghost Hunters. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. You've got two paranormal teams at a different haunted location. Uh, we, we filmed the debut episode at, at Rolling Hills in uh, Batavia, New York. Yep. Um, but it's basically two teams, and they, they, they have a time frame to conduct in their investigation and try to gather the best evidence um, at, at each different location that they visit. And we went to, uh, we, we brought these teams into, uh, into Rolling Hills, and they have a, a two, I believe it's a two-hour time frame, t- time limit, to conduct, uh, conduct their research. And each team is presented with the same pieces of equipment as the other. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not like you have, you have one team that walks in with uh, a couple of digital voice recorders and the next team rolls in with a, a van full of thermal imaging cameras. You know, that that wouldn't be very fair. Right. Um, so each team works with identical pieces of gear, and they have a, a time frame, and uh, the judges uh, um, deliberate, and uh, uh, they, they figure out which team came away with the best evidence, and uh, mm-hmm. we had a great time filming it. I did uh, cool. the... Uh, well, listen, isn't that kind of like uh, uh, Ghost Hunters Academy and also the uh, there was a kid's show out that did the exact same thing. They had teams of kids. Oh, yeah, Ghost Trackers. Yeah. Ghost Trackers. Yep. That was yeah, a really I, bad I, show. Uh, I guess... <laughs> a little bit little bit like ghost ghost hunters academy uh except the ghost hunters academy uh was the same people every week these are right. these are different teams every week mm-hmm. um and it, it it gives these teams these established teams or these up and coming teams kind of a chance to to shine and and go out there and show people how they gather evidence you know right. like i was talking about this is this is the show that i always wished ghost hunters would have right. come uh, well, um, Patrick, you know, you're not going to believe this, but we, we have run out of time. 
Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh-oh. Time yeah. flies yeah. when you're having fun. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> so uh, we and got about Ron, a, we got I, a, do, I do have to tell you one thing. Yes, dear. Patrick's, Patrick's son has been reading Ghost Story a Day in the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, yep. it's a light read. It's nice. You can start anywhere. It's a great toilet book. <laughs> so any, anyways, uh, and when you and when you run out of toilet paper, uh, there you go, you know, there you go, the there you go, the there you go. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm you kidding. got about 30, so 30, thirty seconds. Quickly, give any of the the pertinent websites you want to give out. I think we already did. Haunted well, do it again. Do it again, my friend. <laughs> Haunted-highways.com, and you can link link to everything from there. Okay, and also PatrickBurns.com, which is really easy. And MarleyGibson.com. Well, I knew that, too, but Patrick Burns is a little easier than Molly Gibson. And what time is that? So, wait a minute. When you guys get married, what's happening? We change the names? We keep it the same? Or what's going on? I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, here we go. You know what? When a woman says that, you know that there's something afoot. No, it's because I work too hard to be a writer under Gibson. I know, so I, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Right. Uh-oh, right, I get guys, a thank, thank you so much for joining us, uh, Patrick Burns and Thanks Molly Gibson. Us. I yes, love you guys. Thank you very uh, much. Have a great time out in Auburn, and, and, and check out the, the their websites, please, because these guys are a lot of fun, and, and their Haunted Highways is definitely a great, great concept. So thanks, guys. Thank All you, right. Ron. Thanks, Ann. Thanks, Ron. You're welcome. Yep. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Well, let's wrap it up. From ghoulies to ghosties. Don't look at the beasties, the things that go bump. <laughs>